welcome to Just Push Play, a music podcast. Today's guest is John Nalkin from The Simple Radical. So thanks for joining me today, John. I appreciate that you took the time out of your busy schedule to call in today. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be uh, chatting with you today. <laughs> thanks. So um, just give a little bit of a background about The Simple Radicals, and then I'll I'll start firing away questions to you. <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah, I'll be ready for those. So the Simple Radicals is a band out of Chicago, Illinois, and we're a uh, what we describe ourselves as a retro rock and roll band. Uh, myself, as well as my fellow radical uh, partner in crime, John Griffin, who's a lead guitarist, we started this band about uh, about a year ago and worked on our, our album, New Revolution, which came out a few months ago, which is now out on Spotify and, I, and iTunes and Apple and everything. So... Um, we uh, our, our influences are really in the classic rock from the the Pearl Jam to the Foo Fighters to the Cheap Tricks, the Green Days, the the, the Zeppelins, the Floyds, Pearl Jam. So we've kind of taken those sounds and created this uh, this band and this album, which is you know kind of different these days, you know, because a lot of uh, a lot of albums are coming out of you know there's pop of course, but then you know. A lot of metal, a lot of hard rock, and this is very kind of when people listen to it, they're like, it sounds really kind of fresh and interesting. What is that? I said, well, it's actually classic rock. It's We're not classic rock band, but it's a classic rock sound. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different than what you normally hear coming out today, but... Um, uh, so far, so good. Our, we, we, we released our first track uh, a couple months ago called Medicaid, which is uh, playing all over the uh, all over the radio. It's all over digital radio, and it's now uh, going to be hitting the uh, terrestrial and um, college radio scene um, shortly. And um, we uh, we collaborated with Vernon Reed, the lead guitarist from Living Color, who shredded it on that song, and that was really cool to work with that guy. And um, we just released our title track, New Revolution, uh, which is out now, um, circulating, and also came out with a video. We have a video out for Medicaid. That's out everywhere on YouTube, and uh, New Revolution video just hit YouTube, and then just a couple weeks, it hit a f- over 15, almost 15,000 views. So uh, the band's doing great. We're having a lot of fun, and uh, you know, trying to do what every other band does is to figure out how to make it work, and uh, so far, so good. Yeah, well, you know, you might think it's weird, but um, when I heard Medicaid and a couple of other songs, I kind of thought that you sounded a bit like Love and Rockets. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. Thank I, you. You know, and, and they, you know, they were one of my, well, they still are one of my favorite bands, but I kind of, I you know, I, I correlated the, the sound, the, you know, it just the vocals and the way that the music sounds, I correlated it to similar to Love and Rockets. So that's, oh, yeah, I love you Love know, and Rockets. Yeah, it's a, great band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, let's start a little bit with um, your background, John. Um, when did you become a musician, and uh, what musicians inspired you or sparked your, your interest in, in doing this? Oh sure. So I've been a musician my pretty much my whole life. I mean, I started out as a young kid playing drums and played all through, you know, grammar, middle school, and the high school, and you know, played in a lot of bands. And of course, back, you know, we always everyone named their band after a Zeppelin song. Of course, we were Cashmere, <laughs> you know, 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> we played parties and you know and things like that and had a lot of fun. And then when I went to when I went to college, uh, I was really frustrated because I couldn't. There was no room for my drum set, and um, so I took up guitar. And uh, I mean, my brothers had played guitar, so there was always guitar around the house. And I, uh, I stole my younger brother's guitar and I said, "I'll take this one. You're not playing it anymore." And I taught myself how to play guitar, and and is influenced, you know, back then playing with a lot, you know, a lot of Zeppelin, a lot of a lot of classic rock. I mean, I was just the minute I first heard that first power chord as a kid, you know, in anything classic rock was Zeppelin or Skinner or Floyd or anything. I was I was totally in. So. I've just been really uh, infatuated with all the, the great classic rock bands and still are to this day, you know, and my favorite bands, which I just, you know, burn a hole in, you know, and uh, I just can't really burn anything these days when you're streaming stuff. But if I had an album, which I actually just went out and bought a record player again, um, but just, you know, Pearl Jam and, and Foo Fighters and Floyd and Zeppelin, and, and those are bands that really uh, just, you know, in influenced me back then and just uh, I still study their music today and you know and I listen to their albums all the time and see how they you know how they structure their songs where they place their bridges how they their chord progressions and you know it's just there's so much to learn to this day you know and so I just love it though it's just it's just great timeless music timeless music yeah yeah so how did you and uh, John Griffiths meet, and where did the idea for the Simple Radicals come to uh, fruition, so to speak? So John and I played in a band together several years ago, uh, you know, in Chicago, and then um, I came out east and was working out here and playing music, and um, about, uh, I don't know, I guess a little more than a year ago, um, I started uh, writing songs for um, which, you know, I started structuring a lot of songs and came up with this kind of this concept album, which is new, which is New Revolution, which is the, the title track is ba- the whole track is kind of based on things that are kind of near and dear to me about just really a lot about this, a lot of stuff that's just going on in the world today and in society you know, there's a, like New Revolution is really, it's not a, a violent song about going and burning down the house. But, um, of course, if you see the video, you might you might get a different, <laughs> uh, a different opinion on that. But, I mean, it's really about just about uh, starting a new revolution. It's, you know, there's a lyric in that says no bombs or bullets. It's just about getting your voice out. It's, it's an apolitical song. It's, you know, it's about just getting heard, whatever you strongly believe in, and just getting your voice out there and, and just, forming a movement and starting a new revolution and there's there's a song called the optimist about you know with all the kind of all the crap that's happening in our world today just just about trying to continue to try and remain optimistic and uh there's a song called um medicaid of course which is uh about the overindulgence and over reliance on drugs in our society which was very uh, near and dear to vernon reed's heart because he was very close with uh folks like scott wyland and, and lane staley and seen so many of his colleagues and uh and friends uh you know lose their life to something like that so i created kind of this concept album and uh had laid down all the kind of the tracks and the vocals and uh, and i'm not a lead guitarist by any stretch of imagination and i reached back out to john we reconnected and i sent him the tracks and he loved them and then uh, he laid down the leads and then we uh i said um do you want to uh do you want to you want to do something with this, you know, you want to reconnect on a band again. He was like, let's do it. And so, um, 
that's that was the formation of the band and, and the simple radicals the name i don't know it kind of came um you know just i was trying to think of something a little bit out of the box because it's you know the album i guess is you know it's not radical in the sense like you know like we're two guys just running around being like these you know like uh, like a, a bernie sanders you know like oh, that guy's <laughs> radical but um you know just it's just kind of just kind of the the tonality and the just the kind of the messaging is a little bit more radical it's about radical thinking you know, it's about just really just kind of thinking out of the box and just doing something a little bit different. And and uh, the simple radicals is kind of a nice juxtaposition of, you know, being very radical and also kind of being simple, kind of like a peanut butter and jelly kind of thing and oil and water and kind of mixing it. And so just that we love the name and just kind of love the sound. And um, and it's, uh, you know, it's and we, we created this, the lo- our logo is the yin-yang kind of the, you know, the juxtaposition of the yin and the yang. So um, kind of, you know, kind of this whole thing has kind of taken on a, a concept and a life of its own, and uh, we're having a ton of fun with it, though. We really are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds like a, it. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, um, we'll talk about it a little bit later because I have a whole bunch of questions about this, too. But um, you and John also have a podcast. So that that is, you know, really a lot of fun. I, I've listened to a couple of yeah. episodes and and I really like it. But we'll talk about that in a little while. But I did notice okay. that, um, you know, the uh, that the downloads are, you know, on YouTube, for example, are, you know, you mentioned like fifteen thousand and. One of the songs you mentioned, like you keep all of the comments on, no matter what political right. voice that people um, state because of free speech, you know, which I found to be, you know, kind of cool too, you know, even though it's, yep. you know, a, a lot of people have different ideas about the, what the song is like. You keep every, you know, everything up there. <laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, it's funny you say that because we released the video and not knowing how it was going to react because it, the guys that uh, we work with a, uh, the studio Factory Underground in Norwalk, Connecticut, and these guys are just amazing. They they're just incredible musicians. Um, work with a guy Kenny Cash who mixed and mastered our album. And Kenny's just a uh, just a phenomenal guy, great bass player, and um, just an amazing behind the board. And they produced the the video, and um, and we talked about kind of the concept. And when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that is, um, you know, that's really progressive, you know. I mean, because it's not like, uh, you know, I I I, I didn't want to really take a, a a political stand, but it just kind of reflected just a lot of the anger and frustration that people are just feeling just worldwide about just, you know. And I'm not trying to get political, but just a lot of people are just feeling oppressed depressed they're just feeling like they can't get their word out and it wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be a, a, a political statement that being said people saw it and thought it was political and there were a lot of people in the the MAGA camp that came out and said oh you guys and all that and you know like you said there were a couple of comments saying well I know they're going to erase this you know and then <laughs> we didn't and then they wrote mm-hmm. a comment going like oh man they didn't wow that's crazy these guys are nuts. <laughs> so yeah, we you know I mean it would have been it would have been it would have been the antithesis of what we kind of stand for with this whole album is like you know it's, if the ability is to get your word out and be heard, the last thing we want to do is is wipe out or delete anyone's comments. Let you know let the dialogue happen and people were 
you know, chatting, and I think they still are. Um, so we're, you know, we're all for free speech and, and uh, you know, and, and conversation, dialogue, and, you know, and that seems to be pretty darn healthy these days, right? <laughs> uh-huh, right, right, right. Um, so as far as uh, the band dynamic, um, who do you work with on drums and bass, or is it a variety of musicians that, that you brought in? For this project. Yeah, so during the recording of the album, we worked with uh, different bass players and different drummers, which was a lot of fun. And just, you know, so John and I are the, the nucleus of the band, and we work with different drummers and bass players and just to bring in different sounds and different energy. And when we tour, um, we have a guy named, uh, our drummer right now is a, is a guy named Griff Johnson, a young guy out of Chicago who's just a killer musician, phenomenal guitar player, singer, songwriter, and just an, a phenomenal drummer so he's been touring with us this past summer and then um we just uh, we had a bass player we were working with out of chicago and uh he decided to move on and work on some other projects and kenny cash the guy who mixed and mastered our album has been playing drums with us played with us last week a uh, couple weeks ago and will be playing with us we have a great gig coming up in new york city on december 14th their last gig of the year uh, at the cutting room which is a, an incredibly like one of the most iconic music clubs in Chicago, and uh, we think we're going to have a great crowd and put on a great show. So um, we're having a lot of fun with, with those guys. So um, you know, but maybe we'll uh, you know maybe we'll eventually have permanent bass player and drums. But right now it's kind of fun working with uh, you know different flavors. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So what is the dynamic for songwriting uh, with you and John? Is is there a certain uh, way that you do this or is it just you both bring in ideas and then you run with it well for this album i pretty much wrote all the songs i laid down all the tracks the initial scratch tracks and created the beds for the leads for him so this was my uh you know pretty much my project and all that but we're starting to work on new materials we're actually you've got a cool concept song that we're uh that we're working on right now that um I said, because uh, I had never written with John before, and so we said, well, so how do you know? We we're like, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to write? Because we, we we kind of we want to we have a song, a kind of an existing classic rock song that exists right now. We want to integrate some rap and some rock into it. It's really kind of this cool concept. And I said, so do you want to like work on it together? Because I kind of have the structure how I see it. And he's like thinking about it, and he's like, he goes, why don't we do this? Why don't we each kind of do it? Because we kind of know what we want to do, and then let's throw it out there. And then it's not to see like best man wins, but maybe there's like we can pick like the best of both songs and combine the ideas. So this would be the first song that we're going to work on together, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, there's absolutely no, you know, the dynamics between us are great. There's no tension. There's no competitiveness, and we're just, you know, we're so stoked to – work on this track and maybe release, um, you know, release a brand new track, uh, if not the end of the year, maybe the first part in, um, first part of next year. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like I mentioned before, you have a, pa- a podcast called Bands We Want to Open For, and yeah. um, I, the, the, you're on episode seven. You just uh, finished yes. uh, releasing that. Uh, but the one I listened to uh, was the episode about Red Hot Chili Peppers. And yes. you had a really funny story involving Chad Smith's sister, which <laughs> which I found yes. to be rather interesting. But um, tell us about 
the whole concept of the podcast uh, and, you know, what you're looking for on upcoming episodes. Yeah, so um, it's really, you know, uh, in this day of age, you know, uh, and it's so challenging to, to to make it as a as a band, right? And I know you talk to a lot of bands and, and you know, I mean, with 30,000 songs being uploaded or downloaded, whatever direction you want to call it, uh, to Spotify, I think like every day, um, it's just really challenging. So we're just always trying to think of fresh ideas to to kind of break out uh, and get our name out there. You know, I mean, we got to, of course, write good music. That's the, that's the start. But um, we're just constantly thinking of fresh ideas, you know, with the video and and things like that. And so in talking with the guys at Fracting Underground, they came up with this really great idea about doing a podcast. And I was like, well, you know, okay. You know, I mean, there's lots of podcasts out there. And, and you know, what would we talk about? And and this guy, uh, Evan Katz, um, at Fracting Underground, came up with this great concept of what about, you know, and it's funny because we talk about, you know, we're always talking about the great bands, you know, I love to, bands I wish I'd seen in concert and bands like, oh, man, if I could open for those guys. He's like, well, what about talking about bands you want to open for? I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. You know, so <laughs> we, like you said, we're on our seventh one, and we just did um, we just did another one. So, uh, and I'll tell you about that in a second. So it's really, we're kind of, you know, the first couple we're just kind of figuring out, but now we kind of have our structure, and we really, the bands we want to open for, we talk about, John and I talk about the bands that really influence us, you know, and we talk about the band itself, and we do a lot of, we do some research on, you know, on the genesis of the band, and, you know, and the kind of the formation, and the how they've developed over the years, and look for things that uh, that people may not know about them, and and uh, it, it's going to go live uh, on uh, Rock Rage Radio, so we'll be able to, and they're going to cover all the music rights, so we get to play music uh, uh, when it goes on Rock Rage Radio, but on the Spotify's and the, and the Stitcher and, and um, Spreaker and all that, we, we, don't, we won't play music on those, but um, so it, right now it's, you know, we've done, like you said, we've done Chili Peppers in Boston, we've done Pearl Jam, and, um, we, and we've also done interviews. We did an interview with Eric Sherman, who's uh, a guy I've known for a long time, um, who I used to work with MTV a while ago, um, who uh, was uh, Steven Tyler's manager and manages Poison. He's managed Motley Crue. He, he's the one that connected me with Vernon Reed at Living Color. He manages Living Color. Last week we interviewed uh, Dax Nielsen, the drummer from Cheap Trick. So that'll be oh, coming cool. out, um, I think, probably in the next week or so. And we're also got a couple other folks lined up that we're uh, – I can't – trying to confirm one that I'd love to be able to announce, but I can't quite do it yet. So we're we're also, you know, be working on um, – you know, we're going to hopefully talk to Vernon Reed. Oh, and then tomorrow – I can announce this one – tomorrow – um, we are going to be interviewing Jackie, the joke man, Martling, who was Howard Stern's sidekick for many years. And, yeah. uh, he's, uh, yeah, which should be, you know, <laughs> buckle up the kids. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a doozy, but he's coming to the studio and, um, we're going to, um, chat with Jackie. I actually met him a couple weeks ago. We were playing a, a festival up in Long Island, New York, and he was there and got to know him and a uh, great guy. And, you know, he loved the band and, and I said, hey, we got this podcast. He's like, oh, can I be on? I'm like, what are you? I was going to ask you. Of course you can be on it. And so he's coming in, and uh, he's, you know, he's also a musician, and uh, we're going to talk. I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot of dirty jokes that he's going to tell. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. 
Oh, that's but cool. But we're having a ton of we're having a ton of fun with this podcast too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's really awesome. I'll I'll have to listen. I'll you know I I okay. actually subscribed, so um, <laughs> I actually oh, subscribed, so I'll get I'll get notification. So um, it's called Bands We Want to Open For. So be sure to look that's out right. for that on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. So um, you did a summer Midwest tour, um, and you actually played festivals with Stone Temple Pilots and Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, what was that like? What what well, was that experience yeah, so like? So we 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 played we played some t- we played uh, we we did some dates in the Midwest up in uh, in Chicago and in Michigan and all that and we got it we got invited to play and I wish we we got invited to play a fest with Stone Temple Pilots and Blue Oyster Cult and we couldn't fit it in our calendar we couldn't fit it in our schedule because the Blue Oyster Cult was down in West Virginia and we were playing a gig up in Michigan at that time and we were trying to figure out like how can we how far is that drive? And like, all right, that's not going to work. I mean, it would, it would have been like the true band story where you finish up, you get in the car, and then you drive for like 18 hours. But, and then uh, the Stone Temple pilot or the in um, the Stone Temple Pilots gig, we we couldn't fit in. But we were just so honored to get asked to play um, that uh, you know. And so going into 2020, you know, we're, we're talking, we're trying to work, we're starting to work out our schedule now for 2020, and. And, you know, I want to get down, uh, you know, try and connect with some of those, you know, those phenomenal bands that we can play on the same bill with them. I don't care if I'm, you know, the last band name next to the Made in China on the poster. If I could just, you know, <laughs> play on the same same bill with those guys, it would just be, a, you know, a dream come true. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that that'll happen. I mean, just based upon the uh you know, reaction that you're getting from from music listeners and, you know, with the podcast and with, you know, the progression of the band, I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure. Oh, thank you. So. Thank you. <laughs> so um, the cutting room in, in New York City, that's uh, December 14th. I'm sure that you're looking forward to that show as well. That's an awesome room. Yeah. I love it there. It's so, yeah, you, oh, you've been to cutting room? Yeah, so I actually, before I moved to Florida, I lived in uh, the Poconos of Pennsylvania, and oh, yeah. I would go to uh, New York City and Philadelphia and pretty much all up and down the eastern uh, coast because there really wasn't much to do in <laughs> in the mountains, so to Poconos. speak. So, funny. <laughs> so I used to go to New York City a lot to, like, the cutting room, to the bitter end, to the limelight, yep. to... Oh, oh gosh, CBGBs all the time, you know, all the, yeah. you know, the, the Hammerstein Ballroom and Irving Plaza oh, yeah. and, you know, you name it. I mean, I I was there, but, um, yeah, I oh, mean, the great. cutting room, what what a great honor that is to, to do that. And especially oh. around, you know, the holidays, I mean, you'll get a, a great crowd for that, too, so. Oh, I know. We're just, uh, we're just ecstatic to be able to, uh, to make that happen, and, um. We are. It's just a great capstone to the year, and uh, so I mean, we're you know, if, if for listeners that they want to go to the cutting room, I think it's cuttingroom.com. I guess where you know you can buy tickets to the cutting room, and I and, and I think we have a link on our. Uh, actually, I'm pretty. Sure, I'm positive there's a link on our website, the the simpleradicals.com. You can get the link to get tickets uh, that way. So I we're uh, you know expecting a really great crowd, and we've been you know promoting it and. Um, and so far so good. So uh that's that's you know, we'll play all the tracks from our uh from our album and then we got a few covers that we wanna 
uh, play as well. So uh, I think it's going to be a really, really cool show. Yeah. Well, I was looking at your website, and there are a bunch of quotes, including Eric Sherman, who you interviewed on the show, and Vernon Reed, who who played guitar um, for you yep. on Medicaid. But then I saw uh, one from Chris Noth, the actor, who's yep. one of my all-time favorite actors. Uh, oh, and wow. He, you know, he was quoted, the simple radicals rock the house. And I'm like, wait, so how, <laughs> what, how did you encounter him? So uh, I met Chris through a, a mutual friend of ours um, not that long ago, um, and Chris uh, is uh, and, a, and a, a friend of his are, 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 have a movie. His friend wrote a, a script, and um, a, a mutual friend of him uh, ours reached out to me and said because he had heard our music and that you know. And he said, you know, there's this. It's a music. It's a it's a script, and it's uh, it's got music in it. Uh, and um, they uh, uh, he, they heard your album, and they'd love to talk to you about you know your songs for the movie. And so they sent me the script, and I read it, and I was like, wow, this you know it's a really good movie. I said, I'm not quite sure if you know if this, the existing songs work. I mean, they could, you know, because you know, I mean. Uh, it's a really great script. I was like, yeah. And I said, but however, if, you know, if, if none of these work, um, we can certainly write the songs for the script. So they got, they told, uh, uh, this guy, Charles Kipps and, uh, and Chris that, and they're like, oh, that's fantastic. And then, um, they said, well, we, you know, we should all get together. So we all got together for dinner in New York city and, uh, at this really, you know, cool Italian restaurant. And we just chatted about the movie and, you know, and, and, uh, and about, you know, kind of the tonality of it. And so, you know, we're, uh, I said, you know, absolutely we're interested. And so we're, you know, we're, we're shopping, you know, they're shopping the movie around right now and trying to get, you know, raise some financing or, or get someone to produce it. So, um, you know, we're ready to go once, once that hits. And then when we were at dinner, um, I, I, I'd known, or, you know, I'd done some, and some background research on Chris, and he's just such a great guy. I mean, oh my God, one one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And uh, aside from he's a great actor, but um, he's a he's a part owner of the Cutting Room. And he said, oh, you know, you guys should come play the Cutting Room. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, we'd we'd love that. And so while we were at dinner, he um, he called uh, the manager, the guy who manages the Cutting Room, and got him on the phone. And I was literally talking to him at, while we were at dinner. And I said, you know, let's work out a date. And then we texted back and forth, and we just, we settled on uh, Saturday night, December 14th. So that's that's how we got it. And I said, you know, I said, Chris, you know, check out our music, and we'd love to, you know, have you comment on the band. He's like, oh, absolutely. And he said, man, you guys rock. You know, I said, all right, I'm, that's where I'm going with that one. So um, so that's that's Chris' quote. I actually just saw him. He was at that festival um, a couple weeks ago up in uh, Long Island. And I got a chance to hang with him for a little bit again, and uh, just a just a phenomenal dude, man, absolutely phenomenal guy. Yeah, I was going to ask if he owned a club because I thought I had read somewhere that he he was a part owner in, in a music club in New York City, but I wasn't sure quite which one. So it's the Cutting Room. Oh, that's awesome! So Cutting Room, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. I loved his work, and I've you know I've I've seen interviews with him, and he seems just like a down to earth, funny guy. You know, besides being a great actor, really like funny. you mentioned, but <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Really and cool. I go out to you know I go out to L.A. Uh, 
quite frequently and all that. And we've been, you know, we haven't lined up schedules yet, but when I go out there, we're going to get together. And as we say, we're going to sip whiskey. So, uh, uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't figured out that I'm, uh, we actually be out there next week and we can't make it work, but, uh, when, uh, hopefully we'll be able to connect our, our schedules together. Well, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, new revolution, the title track and Medicaid, but, um, out of all the songs on the album, uh, which one is your baby or your your favorite? I mean, it probably changes every day, but um, which <laughs> one is? <laughs> no, but it, so basically, you're it asking does... me to do kind of like a Sophie's Sophie's Choice, right? Which uh, which yeah. kid will I throw well, under the bus and which kid will I save? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking you. Well, maybe uh, uh, not to throw one under the bus, but but to say, oh, this is the one I'm most proud of. <laughs> yeah. Well, New Revolution is really uh, it's from a rock from a just a, you know the opening riff. I just I really I, I just had such a great time writing that tune. I mean, New Revolution is just probably my favorite song on the album just in terms of the whole you know the rock the driving nature of it you know the way we kind of the way we integrated the kind of the, the megaphone during the bridge and all that but if i had to pick one kid that i might favor more than the other um the song learn um which is a very kind of pink floydian song it's the seventh song on the album um yes. and i wrote that for um Kind of, it's like if you had a chance to, uh, you know, read, you know, with all the crap going on today, you know, in the world, and, and it's like if you're going to write a children's book, you know, or teach it, you know, teach your kid about about life today, and you know, if you're going to write a children's book or, or write, even write a song to them, and you know, you have to really, they have to understand, you know, I mean, there's obviously the good parts of life, you know, there's about the, you know, the love and and being and dreaming and you know and 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 building bridges and all that which they need to understand and comprehend and feel and all that but they also need to feel um the opposite they they need to under, they need to understand what hate is you know they understand what love but they also need to understand what hate is and they need to understand what it is you know um what it is to build what it is to destroy you know because that just happens you know not everything is just all peachy king and and they're going to, you know, with the in- internet and everything, and, and so they're going to be exposed to a lot of different polarizations, you know, the love and the hate and all that. So I wrote that song to kind of reflect that, you know, uh, all the, the different dichotomies in life that uh, that, that that we see and, and witness every day and what, what you really need to understand to kind of survive these days. And so it's really about kind of learning if you're teaching your kid about life, it's like this is this is what it is. This is what it's this, this is what you need to learn. And um, and I you know I kind of structured it after a kind of a Pink Floyd, um, you know, uh, kind of chord progression. And uh, you know with the with the bridge and John just does an amazing David Gilmore esque kind of uh, uh, lead. Uh, and I just I I dragged that lead bed out for uh, you know it's like a six and a half minute song and I you know I just said I, I want you to just ride this one for like three minutes <laughs> and he just did an amazing job of his you know I said start at the bottom start at the uh, the top of your fret well I guess the you know top of the guitar and work your way down the fretboard and he just did that and he just put together just a just a wonderful lead on that song so that's probably my favorite child you know but I love all uh-huh. I love it. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, I have to 
say that I I like a lot of them, but um, I think Medicaid right now resonates with me the most. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, well, it, you know, it's about opiate um, use right. and abuse. And, um, right. you know, I was in 2011, I was in a head-on collision. Someone hit me head-on. And oh, I've had, like, I've had like I think sixteen between sixteen and eighteen surgeries. I can't count. But oh, after every surgery yeah, yeah. So um after every surgery, um I the and the thing is I look normal. It's just that like my ankle and my shoulders are you know, my ankle and my shoulder are messed up. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, I have to get uh, them sorry. fixed. Now I have to get them fixed all the time. So after right. every surgery they give you um oxycodone. You know, here. Oh my god. Uh, you know, after every surgery. Yep. And you have to take it, you know, I mean, because Your otherwise you'll be in excruciating pain. So, yeah, Advil's not going to work, yeah. Yeah, Advil's not going to work, especially for, for some of the procedures that I went to. And right. you know what? It it really only takes, like, a couple of days before you're hooked on it. It really doesn't take long yeah. at all. And, yeah. uh. and the withdrawal symptoms from it are horrible, and so, uh, you know, so I'm lucky in the respect that, um, you know, I have medical professionals in my family, and they're like, okay, you good. need to stop, and they'll take it, you know, they take it away from me. So, you know, that, and that's, and I pretty much have come to the knowledge, like, when to stop also, but it's so easy to to get hooked to that. And then, you know, it's a gateway to, to worse issues, which thankfully I never got into, but... Um, a lot of people have, you know, like it's a gateway to heroin and and a lot of other like bad, oh. <laughs> bad things. Yeah. So, oh, you're you're very you're very. For, I mean, I'm so sorry to hear about your accent, and I hope you're, you know, getting better oh, and better I'm each fine. and every day. But, um, oh, good. But yeah, but you're you're also very fortunate in the sense that you, without the proper, uh, you know, team and and the ones who really love you and care for you, um, it. it could have turned out to be an absolute disaster for you. You would have been, uh, you would have been massively hooked on this stuff, and who knows what would have happened. So I'm glad it's worked out, you know, physically as well as you know, as well as uh, medically. So um, yeah. Yeah, but but it's it's still the you know it's still there. I think about it sometimes, and it's like wow, oh, that's man. crazy. Like I, you know, so like the you know seeing the amount of people, like even musicians, like. You know, like Prince and Tom Petty. You know, like people who were my yeah. idols and who who I worship. You know, they they should have had people around them that that you know. I mean, I can't I can't um, speak for the these people's families or or their friends. You know, maybe they didn't even know about it. But you know, it's it's you know it's a crutch, and you know sometimes people you know gets out of control, you know, so I, absolutely. It's a, oh, absolutely. It's just, it's a song that resonates with me in, uh, you know, personally, but to a lot of people though, you know, I, it's an epidemic and, you know, I'm glad that at least someone's, you know, singing about it. So yeah, you know, more it, and more people horrific. are talking and, about it. Yeah, yeah, and that was really the purpose of Medicaid, the song, and that's what really, like I said, that's what really resonated with Vernon, and, um, you know, I just, uh, I was, you know, like like I mentioned, this whole album was just about some of the, just a lot of the crap that's going on in this world, and, and 
just I read so much about the the you know the whole opioid addiction and it's just it's so tragic and just watching just these farm these big pharma companies just you know just didn't give two craps about anything they all want to just make money and just it's it's just horrific from so many different levels and and this song was uh, you know I I, I kind of developed this riff. And uh, I was just kind of messing around, and I had this riff, and just this this whole vision of this of the Medicaid, the whole Medicaid thing came into my head, and just it was it was wild. It just kind of spewed out, and I was just kind of you know kind of the yin yang thing. It was like it's you know you could be hooked on it, like fortunately for you you didn't, but you could be hooked on it through you know from from something that's bad, you know like you like you said you're you're in pain or you're in an accident, but also. It, there, it, I don't want to say it's good, but just you just happen to just want to take it, and there doesn't something that you don't need to do to take it, but you just take it, and you know you could be a saint or a sinner kind of thing, and and take it in uh, and, and either way, and um, and when I sent that, like I said, when I sent the track to to um, Vernon, and I didn't, you know, I, and John had, John Griffin, my or the other radical, did the initial lead, and I called him up, I said uh, I got. Great news and really good news. They said the good news is uh, you did a great lead. The great news is you're being replaced by Vernon Reed, who's one of John's favorite guitarists. <laughs> and um, and I and I spoke to Vernon on the phone, and I said I you know I I, I don't need to tell you how to play lead guitar. I said you this is the song. These are the lyrics, and he like he got really into it. And I said, just it's an open canvas, man. You do, you do whatever you want to do. And he was, yeah. he sent us uh, like five different tracks, uh, five different leads, and you know, different variations, different sounds. And so we, like the beginning of the song, we pulled from one lead, and then we took a couple of other leads and and mixed them into the song in the in the middle and towards the end. And and you know, so we were able to use a few of his, a few of his leads, but. Um, he just, you know, when I talked to him afterwards, he said he just, you know, he was, it was such a personal issue for him, this whole opioid crisis, that he just was able to kind of draw this phenomenal energy uh, and lay these <laughs> tracks down. And, my God, he's just, he's so amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say probably all five that he sent you were probably, like, mind-blowing, and you were like, okay, what oh, I do know. I we were, now? <laughs> we, we sent it to me, and I, and I went to the studio, and I had not heard him yet because I saw, you know, well, well, we, you know, went there and then we, we, we downloaded them. We were all just sitting there listening to him going like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I mean, it's just, he's just, his style and his sound is just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to connect with uh, the Simple Radicals or find out more information, where can they go to get that? Well, there's lots of different places. They could go to our website, thesimpleradicals.com. Um, our Facebook page is always open for new likes and new friends. Um, so they can find us on the Simple Radicals. Um, our Twitter handle is at Simple Radicals, not the Simple Radicals, I think because we ran out of characters. So it's at Simple Radicals. Um, and then, of course, on YouTube, you can type in the Simple Radicals and you'll see our, our videos. And then our our um, our, uh, our uh, uh, podcasts are out right now, and uh, they're on Spotify. And then you can, of course, link them through our, our, our Facebook page. And they're on um, Spreaker, and uh, I think it's on iTunes. And uh, um, so they're, they're on a lot of different platforms. I think we just got added to Stitcher. So um, uh, 
we're uh, you know slowly uh, picking up more um, more platforms for our um, our podcast, and we're actually talking to a couple others that might want to pick our uh, our podcast up. So we're you know we're uh, we're out and about, and hopefully we'll be uh, announcing some more dates uh, after the first of the year and starting to work on our calendar. And uh, we'd love to you know love to meet as many people as we can and and have people check out our music. Yeah, that that would be awesome. And come down to Florida. Come down to Florida. Yeah, we're from Florida. It like, are you? Um, I'm in between Sarasota and Fort Myers on the Gulf side. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 A very so, good friend so, of mine actually is next weekend is moving down to uh, the Naples area, and he's just he oh, cannot. Yeah, yeah. He's Naples. counting the seconds. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I had a countdown going for like months before I moved. So. <laughs> oh my God! He, good for you. Good for, how long have you been down there? Um, since 2014. Oh, very cool. About five years. Yeah, so, beautiful down there. Yeah, about five years. So, you know, I I'll Lovely. take a, you know, I'll take a palm tree over a blizzard any day. So. <laughs> oh man, you know it's just it's like it's getting uh, it's getting rainy and leaves are falling and you know I mean I, I grew up with four seasons but you know so I'm kind of get ready but this is the point where everyone just starts going oh my god here we go again another winter yeah my but, sister, you know it is what it is yeah my sister lives in Wisconsin so I know I I oh. feel her pain every day so. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they get it they get it I mean you know we can, we kind of get the same winter as Chicago and Wisconsin can comes whipping down from our Canadian friends and just chills us to the bone. So, <laughs> Yeah, so come down in February when it's like minus 50 degrees there. <laughs> It'll Done. be at least 60. <laughs> so. Done. We'll bring our guitars and we'll have we'll just sit around and jam in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> so um, before you go, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, the listeners of my podcast or uh, people that are just – Maybe discovering you or oh I, you know I just um we're just so we're so appreciative of everyone that uh that have has engaged with us you know and um and we're so open to your comments and you know leave us comments on facebook and and twitter and 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 uh you know on our on our website you could contact us on that and we're just we'd love to get people's reactions to our music whether they love it or they hate it. Um, you know, and our, of course, go to our YouTube videos and comment there and all that. And we're just, you know, we're just so, we're really so excited about this project, and we're just uh, so grateful for uh, for just, you know, in just a short period of time, it building up a really fun, uh, you know, a great fan base and uh, a lot of people who are engaging with us in social media. So, um, if your listeners would uh, check us out, we would just, we'd love that and love to hear from them if they have anything to say. Awesome. Well, John from the Simple Radicals, thank you so much for stopping by Just Push Play and and for uh, gracing us with your presence this afternoon. Well, thank you for having me. This was absolutely a ton of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, and thank you, everyone, for listening to Just Push Play, and have a great day. Sometimes I'm a loner. 